who will survive? Welcome to the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Fontes, and with me is... Positively Eric. Eric, you recording on your end? Making sure? Check, check, microphone. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, Testies, good. Just one, double check. two, three. Because I almost didn't hit record on my end, which would have been bad Ooh, news. It would have been. Especially bad news, because today we're going to be talking bad about... bad news for you. No, we're not talking about him. Oh. We're talking about one of my favorite pay-per-views ever... Which, for reasons we will get into in a little bit, the 1994 WWF Royal Rumble. Lots to talk about. I can't wait to talk to you about it. Can't wait to talk about all the fun matches and all the magic and the green smoke and a whole lot of mo in the Royal Rumble. Lots to talk (laughs) about this week. If this is your first time listening or you haven't heard us in a while because we've been off for a few weeks, appreciate that. You can find all of our past shows for free. Favorite podcast app, search Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast, hit subscribe, we'll be there for you. Listen to some of our old shows, they're fun too, and share with a friend, because that's the fun part about the podcast game, is listening to other podcasts, and having people tell you they listen to yours, and all that stuff, so keep it going. Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast, favorite app. You can follow us on Twitter at PPW Podcast, follow our Instagram page at PPW underscore podcast if you want to support the show just share with a friend or head to whatamaneuver.net pick up a t-shirt but really just uh, share with a friend and also if you're an itunes user you can leave a review a five-star review or four we'll take four <laughs> let, let us know what you think and leave some comments as well it helps more people find the show all right eric so since we've last talked the last time we talked i believe we were talking about cm punk's debut in AEW. so mm-hmm. before we get into crazy nostalgic stuff the AEW All Out pay-per-view happened. You and I went to Dynamite and a Rampage, and we had fun at that show. I think we had the most fun at Diamond and Rampage because <laughs> it wasn't sold out. We had like our own section. Yeah, that the, was nice. Uh, um, in the area that in the we upper were deck. in, we were you know shoulder to shoulder, elbow to elbow. Yeah. The seats at the now now arena are pretty tight. So what do you call it? Nuts to butts. Nuts <laughs> to favorite? nuts to butts. Yeah. So yeah, it was. Uh, the seats are pretty tight, so yeah. <laughs> um, as we're looking at, we're on you know one of the side hard mm-hmm. opposite hard camp side, but mm-hmm. then at the other area, like on great the far seats end, by the way, you could see everything. Great yeah. seats, so but, on you the know. far end where you're <laughs> facing the actual entrance, it's like hardly anybody over there. And you said, "Hey, you want to go over there?" I said, "Sure." <laughs> we could we could stretch out. I know you got those long legs. You got yep. cramping up on you with your knees to your chest. Yeah. It was great. It was even better. We went there on Rampage that we didn't even go to our seats. We sat no. <laughs> right down the same section. You know, we, we knew the drill. We're like, we're I not even with, going over there. Yeah, and I mean, if we we didn't go to All Out because I we ended up selling the tickets. Which, by the way, I'm gonna I'll PayPal you your money after this. I forgot to do that this morning. Uh, the All Out show was legit packed, like jam packed, sold mm-hmm. out. So we would not have been able to do that. I joke with you. I was like, you know, this is probably me just getting older, but if I guarantee every wrestling show I went to at these seats where I have nobody around me, I am in. I'm going to all of them. So, yeah, no kidding. 
<laughs> didn't work out. But. I don't like being packed in like sardines. I, I don't want to no. go to metal shows anymore. Try to get up front, moshing yeah. and, and squeak. No, I don't want that. You want it's, your own it's, space. It's too much. It's too much. It's <laughs> I, I need to get out. I got to pee. Sometimes I have panic exactly. attacks. I'm old. <laughs> exactly. I, I want to get up and get a beer. You know, if I want to do my own thing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And I don't so. want to wear a diaper like I heard some guys used to do back in the day where they would just stay up front like all day. Oh I'm my. Like, How do you stay up front here all day? Well, like, oh, we're hold on. That was, that was a thing? That yeah. was a, wh- Oh my. Like shows? Yeah. Oh like my people gosh. would wear diapers because they didn't want to leave the area they were in. Oh my goodness gracious. That's not for me for sure. No. <laughs> me well, uh, Rampage and Dynamite are taping. Thanksgiving Eve. If you've ever worn a diaper to show, let us know at uh, <laughs> <laughs> PPW Podcast on Twitter. Yes, let us know if you're worried. or if you could, or if you're now considering it after Eric's uh, tip uh-huh. there. But but it was even, fun. Even the All Out show. show. Yeah, the All Out show was great. We it was a great night in the gazebo. We had fun out there. Lauren was there. My friend mm-hmm. Pat was over, and we had drinks and and hung out and watched the pay per view. Great pay per view. Had a lot of fun, and I think universally everybody liked it and yeah. at least online i didn't see too many people complaining about it another thing we'd like to say positive with wwe big e winning the championship he did that was awesome it, it was I, I told you on twitter that uh, yeah. you know i was excited for it because i didn't finish it on monday night so i recorded it mm-hmm. uh, probably watched up till like the nine o'clock hour then whatever i'm like let's just finish this tomorrow because it was getting late so i didn't want to see what the results were but i did come across a picture of him holding the title so i told my my dad Mm -hmm. i said hey he cashed in the title or cashed in the money in the bank last night he's like who i'm like i don't know (laughs) yeah i just saw that he did i don't know so we watched it and so i i don't know what was going on but my dad uh well, you got Bobby Lashley going against Randy Orton. It's not a hard-hitting mm-hmm. match. So it's pretty good. So then my dad, when Big E came in and hit him with the big ending, my dad's like, what? <laughs> he's, like, <laughs> he's like, Bobby Lashley, or he said, Lashley kept getting up every time Randy Orton hit him with something bit better than that. He, he yeah. can't kick out. I'm like, Dad, just suspend your disbelief. And this your, is Big E's big moment. Yeah. So your dad's the guy I put on Twitter. Like, find me somebody who's <laughs> mad at this. It's your dad who my does dad. not like his finisher. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, honestly, Randy Orton did hit him pretty hard with a lot of good stuff. And that big ending, it's not great, but it gets the job well, done. Well, the, the logic to that is, in, in kayfabe wrestling world, is he's already been beat up so much, it's not going to take right. that much more to put him out. That's what I was trying to explain to him. Imagine like a video game where your power meter is yeah, just down, down, down. Idea. All it takes is one big hit, and boom, you're done. KO. Yeah, it's good stuff. All but, right. It's good stuff, yeah. More important things to talk about. The 94 Royal Rumble took place January 22nd, 1994. Mm-hmm. So in 1994, I'm in, this is January 94, so I'm in fourth grade. All right. Just 10 years old, loving pro wrestling, hating school, all this stuff. And I'll talk about why this show is so special. I've talked about it briefly before, but I'm going to talk about it a little bit more in a, in a bit. Um what was the first time you saw the show? Were you watching at the time? You were f- 14 probably or so Yeah, I, around I, this, this time. This was uh, the time where I was just watching the recaps on Raw afterwards. Uh-huh. Like I, I didn't watch the pay-per-view. Yeah, but did you ever rent this tape? Do you remember this show? No. When, was the, you, no. When, was the, when did you see this? I mean, I'm sure you've seen the ending of the famous ending of the Rumble. I have, yeah. That's the most most famous part. And then like the little yep. clips from the Hart uh, brothers versus yep. the Quebecers. But most of the stuff I, you know, unless it was like in a... Uh, like a recap, I, I didn't watch the matches. So was this the first time you saw the show, like all the way through? First time, top to okay. bottom. Okay. Bell to what, bell, as they say. That will be cool because you have straight, you know, regular, current 
glasses, and I have nostalgia glasses on this. Mm-hmm. All right, so what I'm going to do to rather than kind of do a half-hearted backstory. So a while ago, one of my favorite podcasts, The Laps Fan, covered this on their deep dive of 94 Rumble, and they take a lot of listener submissions and all that. So I sent them an email kind of explaining why I love the show so much, why mm-hmm. this is the show, and they read it on air, and it was, and they talked about it. It was great. So rather, I'm just going to read the email that I sent them. You ready? Oh, that's perfect. Okay. <clears throat> The 19th, this is me sending the, the thing. This is me. Picture how, me. How old were you? 10 years old. When you sent this? You sent no, this when you were 10? <laughs> yes. I sent this in January to them. So they just did the show. Okay. All right. The 1994 Royal Rumble is the show I've been waiting to hear to get the deep dive treatment since I first discovered the Laps fan. For me, the 1994 Royal Rumble is the show. And I think the matches are a lot of fun and the Coliseum video cover art is phenomenal. The reason it stands out so much for me is much more important. So, have you ever seen the Rumble cover art? Yeah. Google it real quick and you're with like they're coming out of the TV. They're like cartoon characters. It's pretty good. Yeah, I remember you had uh, VHS of this on the table when we did a podcast one one time at your yeah. house. Yeah. Yep. Growing up, I never ordered a pay per view. I never the balls to ask my mom to spend twenty five to thirty dollars on that quote WWF Hulk Hogan <laughs> guy's junk. <laughs> a quote on how my mom used to describe wrestling. So I did what any kid who grew up in the eighties and the nineties did. For every WWF pay-per-view from 92 to 98, I sat my ass down in front of a scrambled TV and listened to the pay-per-view broadcast. Luckily for me, sometime around 1993, I took an old 13-inch TV, set it up next to the main TV in our basement, and hooked my NES up to it. With my new luxurious dual television setup, I was able to play through an entire season of Tecmo Super Bowl while listening to the Giants of the Mat go to Rumble. The day of the 1994 Royal Rumble, I had everything set and ready to go. I was in the basement watching the pay-per-view countdown show, thinking about who would win the Rumble, all while being reminded and tortured that if I, quote, didn't call my pay-per-view provider in order now, I would be missing out. As the clock ticked down towards zero, I started to get the Nintendo set up when I saw that the pay-per-view channel didn't scramble. It was still broadcasting as the pay-per-view started. I didn't move. Assuming at any second the feed would scramble. But no, it didn't. As soon as Vince McMahon said, this guy, when the Million Dollar Man's music hit, I sprinted upstairs, frantically looking for a blank tape to record the show. My mom and sister were up there watching TV, and they looked at me like a crazy person (laughs) as I started pulling out blank VHS tapes we used to record various shows over the years, and my mom asked, what is wrong with you? I screamed back, I just need a tape! (laughs) I screamed back. Finally finding one. I guess Ju- Julie's probably like, uh, Steve. Yes, exactly. They were watching like ER or something, you know? Yeah. So I finally found a tape and I take it and I took it downstairs, pushing the VCR, hitting the record button, just as I saw that idiot Tatanka running around the ring. <laughs> I sat I sat on pins and needles, probably holding my breath most of the time for the entire pay per view, just waiting for the screen to scramble. But it never happened. The whole show that I didn't order did not scramble. I know for a fact my parents didn't order this pay-per-view either. To this day, I don't know why the why the pay-per-view feed came in. Maybe there's a crossing of the streams in the cable world. Maybe a local neighbor ordered it and went to my house by mistake. Either way, I got that's a how, That's how things would happen back in the day. Yep. Either way, I got a WWF pay-per-view for free. And it was glorious. Oh, man. That's a good story. Ironically, I wasn't even able to enjoy the show as I kept waiting for it to come crashing down and hurt inside at any moment. (laughs) 
However, thanks to that tape oh, I frantically boy. found, I was able to watch this show literally hundreds of times. Whenever I put on the 9094 Rumble, it's like comfort food. And takes me back to a time when wrestling and life used to be better. So that is my 94 Rumble story. Did they read and that we, whole thing out? They did. Yes. Wow, and they, look at it, you. And uh, they're, they're also pretty good like storytellers as they added some more dramatic dramatization mm-hmm. to it as well. Yeah. But Do they do, but yeah. the, do the Vince McMahon impression? No, nah, I don't know if they did, but okay. the, I'll, I could send you the link to it. And you God damn it, Bruce. Let's send this kid the bill. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't pay for it. <laughs> send him the bill. Patterson, get in here. Patterson's busy yelling at uh, <laughs> Ray Rousseau. <laughs> Ray Rousseau, which we'll get into. God, that so, guy yeah. was so annoying. So there is my story and why this was so important. And when you're a kid, if you... What I mean, a lot of kids I know you you ordered pay per views. You had a, you were able to get a couple a year and whatever, yeah, especially right. when you're older. I never did. I always had to go to my friend's house or my dad's friend's house. We had the cheater mm-hmm. box or something. So yeah, I don't think I ever ordered a pay per view at my parents' house. Period. Even when I was older and could pay for it, I really? just went somewhere. Oh, okay. No, I would go to my buddy's house or whatever. whatever. It was just easier. It was just a, it was just an argument I was not going to have with my mom. Yeah. You know, you pick your battles when you're a kid, right. and that my battle was like, okay, it's Sunday. I'm going to negotiate to be able to stay out later on a school night, not negotiate to pay to order it type of thing. So, <laughs> right. so that that's why this show is so important because when you're a kid, if you have a, a pay-per-view you recorded and you tape you own, you're going to watch the shit out of it. It's just so, like all those so when you recorded own. this, did you, were you creative enough to like, you have the tape now you want to take magazine clippings and like make no. your own box art or anything like that? No, I didn't, I didn't do that. And eventually, uh, once the pay-per-view VHS rental showed up at Olden Video. I would just rent it a ton because it was Coliseum Video. It was better quality. It, it, it had the whole pay per view on it, not just the start of Tatanka in the in the match. Right. So <laughs> I, I had the whole thing, you know. Uh, but I just watched this a ton. It's just it's just such a holds a special place for me. And you know, you think about when you're a kid, and you think about important things that you had. And, yeah. and this was right for the holidays when everything's so hectic. And school just started up again. So you've got that lull when you're a kid after Christmas break or winter break that, all right, there's nothing until spring break. Like, I have nothing to look forward to. I mean, you do, but it's winter, it's cold, there's nothing going on. And mm-hmm. then I get this gem tossed in my lap. Hell yeah. They're just good, good, good stuff for sure. So, so want to hear about my experience watching it? Yeah, let's hear it. So it was... I think yesterday. <laughs> so, so I had just got done watching. I went on the treadmill. I was watching NXT 2.0. I got to say I like it. You know, some mm-hmm. people don't, but I like the change. I like the, I like the new mm-hmm. talent. Oh, mix it with the old and the new. Um, I, I like the little Steiner guy. He's good. Um, so right after that, then I come in my room, whatever, shower, come in here. I, I go in my Chrome, open up the Chrome browser. I go to Peacock. I click uh, WWE and it just comes to something went wrong. Try again later. So mm-hmm. then I, I close my browser, restart the computer. I go back on to try again. I'm like, God damn, what do you mean try again? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I want to watch this shows tomorrow. So I'm like, let me uh, use my Firefox. So I use the Firefox browser, open it up, goes right to it. I'm like, oh, this is the best. So I start watching it and I'm just kind of coming off a high of the, the NXT, the raw, I mean, mm-hmm. all this different stuff I've been watching this week and the dynamite, all, all that stuff. And I'm just like, all right, this is a good chill match. These, all yeah. these characters I do know, this is on the tail end of my fandom before kind of coming back into the attitude era, you know, a couple of years later mm-hmm. and, and NWO. So, you know, all of these guys I recognize, I, I enjoyed a lot of the matches, um, 
Yeah, the Razor match. That, I mean, that one was really good. So We'll get into all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Razor versus IRS. Who knew? Yeah. All right, so let's get started with the show here. Uh, this The intro is kind of weird. It's like everyone's superimposed onto buildings with a weird... It's not your, any... They've never used this again. This is not a classic WWF anything, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, what else was there? It kind of reminded me of a Nitro a little bit. Yeah, I With the see people that. in the buildings, it's just weird. And then we get the shot of the crowd. Vince McMahon gets us hyped and he gets us started. And of course, if we remember, that's from my email earlier, Vince is like, I know we've got someone coming out and it's the million dollar man coming out to be the color commentator. What did you think of Teddy on the on the broadcast? I loved it. Okay, he's been I, I, criticized I thought, for being Vince bad. And, I thought Vince and Teddy were a good combination and it was a change, in my opinion, of the... The Monsoon, the Ventura, the JR, you know, all those traditional but, guys. Well, but Von, has the Monsoon and JR are on the show later. I'm just saying it was a, okay. it, was a it was a refreshing break to, you know, hear a different voice in the, in the older pay-per-view. <clears throat> okay. Okay. So we started off with the opening match with Tonka and Bam Bam Bigelow. And mm-hmm. when this match first started, I forgot who was the good guy and who was the bad guy. Because if you notice, the next year, they pretty much switch spots where Tataka yeah, joins right. the corporation or the million dollar corporation and, and Bam Bam turns good after losing Lawrence Taylor. So that, mm-hmm. that was kind of weird. Yeah, I love the introduction of this one because it always just reminds me of uh, your impression of Bam Bam. Uh, they're doing the introduction. <laughs> it's like Bam Bam Bigelow with his main squeeze, Luna Vachon. This is my squeeze. This my main yeah. squeeze, Luna Vachon. Like, like, that's, that's Steve's Bam Bam impression. Yes, that's me. Bammers. Mm-hmm. And then the idiot Tatanka. All right. I love Tatanka. I, you I still really, do. I really did. Of course okay. I when did. I was a, when I was a kid, I think I wanted to love Tatanka because I was told to love Tatanka, but I didn't. No, I, I, I did. I liked him. I think once he went to t- trunks over tights, when he had those white pants, I thought he was cool. Went to the trunks. I'm like, I don't know about this guy anymore. I liked him either way. <laughs> okay. He had a little tribal war dance. You know, the, the... He did. It was cool. I liked it. What'd you He does do that. Boom. That's for sure. And, and that that intro just reminds me of the MIDI file from the Sega Genesis Royal Rumble. We're just gonna do a whole show of MIDI files. Yeah. What do you think of this matchup or the actual match? Not the match. I thought it was a match? tough back and forth. Uh, I got notes on here. Bam Bam shaven face. He, he just didn't look like Bam Bam to me. You know, he always had facial hair or goatee or something. Yeah. And it just looked weird. But anyways, I thought the match was good. Um, there was a, a point of the match where they kind of, they're both bounced off the ropes towards each other, jump up. They both hit cross bodies. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was fun to see. Tatanka doing his whole hulking up with his tribal jumps and Bam Bam knocked him down and starts mocking him, dancing around. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, that was it, good. It, yeah, That's it's entertaining. Good. It was a good one, and Bam Bam misses the moonsault, which mm-hmm. he hardly ever did, but you know, maybe he did or didn't, but I always just remember him hitting it. So, Yeah, that's pretty much if he missed the moonsault, he lost the match. Yeah. That's how it went. And okay. Tatanka hits the, uh, the top rope and gets the win at eight minutes. This was fine. I remember re- recently, like in the mm-hmm. past like handful of years, not liking this match at all, but I rewatched it now, and I liked it. I thought it was yeah. pretty good. So my enjoyment of this match just brought me back to like, oh man, I, well, I have a Tatanka figure. I'm like, I wonder if there's a Bam Bam figure besides the ECW one and the, and the yeah. old Legends one, which was Is that what expensive. you were texting me at like 11 o'clock last night about? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because, because I, was on a, I was on a craze for a Bam Bam figure. So I found one on Mercari and everybody's got it for like $80, $50. I'm like, and I'm thinking, did just this come out or, you know, people flipping this stuff already? So I'm just trying to figure out when this came out. It came out in uh, 2015 because it's the... Then, then, now, forever. Uh-huh. Um, 
series, so I you know, I got a good deal on one because I, I listed a bunch of stuff from Mercari. So if you if you list thirty things, you get a twenty dollar off coupon. So off fifty bucks. So this thing was fifty. I got mm-hmm. twenty off, so I got it for thirty bucks. Shipped. Uh, thirty three shipped. Okay, yeah. that's pretty good. Yeah. And is it in the package? No package. It comes with the table and the figure. I display Loose? my stuff anyway. Yeah. Lucy. Yeah, I, what, what if some guy was weird with it? Well, think I, about ju- it. I just give it a fig bath, baby. Think about <laughs> just some baby wipes. <laughs> think about. It. All right. Okay. Well, now you're going to be setting up a. A Rumble 94 matchup, apparently. For sure. And then we get the recap of the Bret Hart-Owen feud. When I was a kid, man, I was all in on this feud. They show how it starts off at the 93 Survivor Series where Bret gets knocked off the railing because Owen hits him and he's Owen's only one limited in that matchup. Yeah, this was the hottest feud to go, and I remember this. Oh, man. And they do the back to... I remember these interviews on Superstars with Vince... And Owen, and then the next week with Brett Noah with the response. Mm-hmm. And Owen says, the only way, Brett, I could beat you, or I could, you know, step out of the you, the hit, step out of the shadow of you, the hitman. I remember that, step out of the shadow. And then Brett the next week, you know, everyone looks a good fight, too. Everyone looks, and, uh, this was, this was like Brett where he tried to sound like a normal person, mm-hmm. but he's still a wrestler. So it's just like <laughs> a weird type of thing. He's like, I will not, uh, absolutely not ever fight my brother. It's not going to happen. And you're like, oh, man, what a bitch. Brett's not going to fight him. And then brothers a couple don't weeks, fight brothers. A couple weeks after Christmas, all of a sudden they're just back together and they're friends. And Brett says, you know, we're, uh, we're we, we we knew this was ripping the family apart. So we decided to, to take care of each other and we're going to do something. And we're going to go against the Quebecers and get the WWF Tag Team Championship. This, this Owen, was after like Thanksgiving and uh, it was after Christmas, Christmas and New Year's. Yeah. And the best was Owen is like, yeah, I know. Even though you're gonna, I'm the Rocky, you're going to strap to my back, Brett. I'm going to carry you. And even though the stuff I said might have been true, it doesn't uh-huh. matter. We're, and I'm like, yeah. as a kid, I was not thinking they were going to break up. But as adults, so clear that's going to happen. Owen's yeah. flat out telling you. Yeah, but Owen's saying, you know, he wants to make, I want to make Brett proud. I want to make him a champion, another world champion, which at the time I'm like, another, oh yeah, world tag team champion. And he's mm-hmm. like, he's going to bring the tag belts home to mom and dad. Like, I thought they were on good terms again. Yeah, and then they show kind of the recap of the Quebecers losing the championship to Marty and the one two three kid on Raw, which mm-hmm. I remember, <laughs> excuse me, being a big deal. And then they win it back at the Madison Square Garden show uh, a week later, which I'm sure our friend Jeff Springer probably was at that show because he was at every MSG show, it seemed like. All right. So then we go to this match. Pre-match, one of the really cool little things they do is Brett and Owen are doing an interview, and Owen is behind Brett, and he, he's like, comically behind him mm-hmm. like and he's trying to like peek his head around him to get around the shadow and and all that stuff it was really really good touch and they come out and we have ourselves a pretty intense match with the quebecers what do you think of this one uh just before that there todd pettengill was kind of doing the rundown of all this stuff it and what annoyed me with pettengill he kept saying quebecers like Ke- yeah instead of quebecers i'm like quebecers come on man anyway that was just a little little thing that kind of not irked, his irked me his his gold foil looking bow tie right and i'm thinking earrings. i'm thinking maybe does he think this is spanish like care like what okay okay backers they are not the mounties if you hear their theme music they're not the mounties great stuff what'd you think of the match though it was a lot of back well i said this about the other one a lot of back and forth but i thought it was a great match between the two teams i, I thought mcmahon said it best he's like this is a seesaw battle because they would both get the upper hand for a little bit then kind of switch and kind of go back and forth until towards the end of it and mm-hmm. just all hell broke loose and 
It did because Brett goes to the outside. His like knee hits the guardrail, something, and it's kind of funny because Owen doesn't want to lose. He has to like throw his beat up older brother into the ring like a sack of shit. Well, he tosses him in there. Well, why, I'm thinking, why didn't you talk, like bring him around to your corner, throw him in, tag him, and then get in there? That's no. what I would have done. Well, Owen's got his other plans, and but, then but Brett Owen, is... Owen was kept trying to get to his brother, and the ref is like. Pushing mm-hmm. him out. He's like got his back turned to Quebecers, you know, beating him up, busting his leg up, hitting him with crutches or whatever he was hitting him with, a broom. <laughs> a broom, yeah. Oh, man. And it was great, too, because Brett is like so trying to be the hero. Thank you for letting me be your hero. Remember that? <laughs> From we did in 97. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's just trying to be the hero, and he ruins it. Owen is completely justified here because Brett, his knee is hurt. He clearly just has to get over for the tag, but instead he tries to go for the sharpshooter. Right. Yeah. And his knees collapse, and then eventually the reps just call the matchup. What which a crock. They ruined he did ruin it. I am I am team Owen here. And Owen had the sharpshooter on, was it uh Jacques or whichever one, Jacques or Pierre. Yeah. He, he could have had him. Brett's in there trying to argue with the ref and he's like, I'm getting out, I'm getting out. And the ref mm-hmm. could could have could have called the match there. And then of course post match. Owen's losing his mind. He's kicking the <laughs> kicking the rope. Yeah. Kicks Brett's leg out from under his leg and just beats the hell out of Brett's legs here. So he's really mm-hmm. selling it. And then eventually a bunch of officials come down and a couple of our favorite officials, Pat Patterson's in the ring. Yeah. And he's one of the guys trying to help Brett up. And for some reason, Ray Rougeau is in the ring trying to get an interview with I don't know with I Brett, maybe, or somebody. No, he wants to know how Brett's doing. He's like, well, I, hey, guys, I just want to talk to Brett. How's it? They're all like, get the hell out of here. We're trying to figure this out. He's like, come on, I just want to ask Press a question. And Pat Patterson is so mad at him. He just looks at him like, get out of here, you annoying jerk. <laughs> he's like, he's in pain. He's in no condition to talk now. And Ray looks like, oh, fine. <laughs> I'm just doing my job. Be and I also way. like... I don't know why they do this. Instead of kind of like rolling him to the or dragging him to yeah. the end of the mat, they all pick him up. Like, remember that? You ever play that game, Lies of Feather Stiff as a Board as a Kid? No. You remember, you know what that is? Yeah. You never played it? No. Oh, well, you're not I, cool. I was too old and too big to play that game. <laughs> well, you were the big, you could have been the people lifting. Okay. For those I who want don't to be know, lifted. <laughs> those who don't know, Lies of Feather Stiff is you have your friend, someone lays in the ground. And the person closes their eyes who's laying on the ground. Everyone, everybody basically, you're supposed to put like either two fingers or, or whatever or a hand under them. Mm-hmm. And the people lift them up. And it's supposed to feel like you're dying and going to heaven or, or, or something like that. It's just a creepy game. There was no internet. We had nothing better to do. We figured out stuff to do to entertain ourselves. I remember I played that one time with my sister's older friends. Mm-hmm. And they wanted me to do it because I'm light. So I remember they picked me up. I like opened my eyes when I was on the top and screamed like, oh my God, I'm so high up. You thought and you were dying? Me down right. I just thought I was so high up. Oh, you know, okay. I was six years old or something. They pulled me <laughs> back down. But. Oh, okay. Either way. Uh, yeah, so they, they pick up Brett kind of like that. All of them at once. Pick him up, bring him to the end of the ropes. So he and, was light as a feather? I don't know. And as they're walking Brett to the back, Owen is on the Tron. <laughs> that son of a bitch. <laughs> just like screaming at him. Like, that's why I had to kick your leg out of your leg. Poor <laughs> Brett just... is injured. He's being carted. He's got to look at this big screen of his brother cussing him out, telling him how selfish he is. And yep. all he had to do was tag. That's all you had to do was tag me. He's like, and you couldn't do it. He's Brett's so like, pissed. Brett's like, oh, man. He's, le- he's got a, a Owen has legit beef here. He does. With his brother. Because in Owen's mind, he just overshadowed him again. Yeah, he sure did. The, the shadow of you, the hitman. 
So in 94, when I saw this, um, I, I was on Brett's side because I felt like he's the older brother. I'm like, yeah. this guy's act like a spoiled little brat. And even his, his complaining, is just sounds like whining. Like, I'm like, oh, and shut up. But now, now I'm on his side. Okay. All right. You're on Owen's side. I'm on Owen's well, side. He appreciates that. He's, he's still whining, but you know. Okay. <laughs> Our, our next match is Razor Ramon versus you know IRS for the Intercontinental Championship, mm-hmm. and we're going to the WWF radio commentary with Gorilla Monsoon and the Jim Ross. Hey, Jr. Why on earth has there not been an alternate track somewhere on the network Peacock a special ra- edition WWF DVD? Radio. Yes, I want the WWF radio alternate track for every event they did. Mm-hmm. Give it to me. Put it th- up there. Do you think it was more like watching a baseball game on television and then listening to one on the radio where they give give you more information about what's happening? I don't know, and I don't care. I want to hear it. Because <laughs> Monsoon, Monsoon is pretty good, and so is JR at giving like play-by-play and description mm-hmm. and words and that kind of Yeah. Well, Monsoon more, more so is, more or less is. Mm-hmm. Because he taught me a lot of anatomy. <laughs> yes, and, the, and right in the breadbasket. The other thing that was weird, I had a note here, was what was within the 90s, mid-90s, guys stealing things to start feuds, like Macho Man's hat, Bret Hart's jacket. Uh, we've got Razor Ramon's chain, I guess, was repossessed or yeah, stolen I by mean, IRS. It was, it, was it was geared towards kids, cartoon era, and you know what it was like when you were a kid and you had something stolen. You wanted to beat him up. Did you ever get anything stolen? Yeah, I had my Casio watch stolen. Really? And How old I, were you? What happened? Um, I think I was in seventh grade. Digital? And, yeah. Okay. So, so, this kid, so this kid, I took it off to go into recess because I didn't want to break it. So I remember I took it off and mm-hmm. I put it in my desk. And the last kid that was in there with me when we left, his name was George Kalatis. And we went outside and I came back and we were coming back from recess. He was already in the room and I looked at my desk and it was gone. So I'm looking around the room and I'm like, who has my goddamn watch? Yeah. <laughs> and he has my watch on. I'm like, you fucker so, so what'd you up, do so i go up to him I'm like uh, george give me my watch back he's like what watch i'm like the one you're wearing that's mine he's like no it's not it's mine he's like my sister bought it for me and his sister was older yeah and i knew who she was i'm like no she didn't i'm like that's my watch it was in my desk he's like i don't know what you're talking about so it's just like he said she said and that was kind of the end of it i was so pissed so he just got your watch he just got my watch and i'm like man you i didn't, didn't tell know the teacher do. what am i gonna do he's gonna say it was his slug him slug him and then, then take the watch off his wrist. <laughs> yeah. And another one, um, I wouldn't remember those Tiger electronic hand games before game plays yeah. and all that stuff. So I remember I had a baseball, uh, Ninja Gaiden. Mm-hmm. So anyways, I had one. It was like probably like fifth or sixth grade. And I had it, and I remember on the side of the school when we had recess, I would have it in my pocket, and then when I, we would play football on the side, I'd um, take it out of my pocket and I'd put it behind this bush. Mm-hmm. So this kid, Ron Rikosh, <laughs> I remember their names, man. <laughs> so I remember Ron Rikosh, I saw him take it. So the next day I asked him about it. He's like, no, I didn't take it. You know, same crap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't take it. I'm like, yeah, you did. So then when he was going to play football, like he took his glasses off and set them on the ground. So I just walked up and I, st- I dug my, f- I stepped on his glasses. I like put it like if you put it on a cigarette butt with your toe of your foot, just like smush it in. Holy shit. I stepped on his glasses and I smushed it. So when he came back after we were playing football, you know, I act like I didn't know what was going on. Like when Ralphie shot the BB gun, his glass got shattered. He puts it up like that. Yeah. So he comes back and they, they were Coke bottles. So without him, he was blind as a bat. Oh my God. So when he so- came so when he came back, like it was the old recess stuff. He was like, my glasses. And I was kind of on the other side and I'm, I'm looking around like, 
like in Christmas Story where yeah. the teacher's like, has anybody seen Ralph? And he's outside and Ralph, he's like, Ralph, Ralph who? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, glasses, gla- what, what glasses? Yeah. <laughs> and, and he's just like, look at, he's like, I'm going to kill. He's so mad, right in the face. He's got his Coke bottle busted glasses. Yeah. He's talking to like one of those, you know, lunch aides. It's yeah. Like, oh, I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you. He's like, I'm going to kill whoever did this. And he never found out. Oh my God. So this is like the Kona Crush Sanchez origin story. All these things that yeah. have happened to you <laughs> right. lead to you to say, I'm not going to take it anymore. Next time someone does something I'm sick to me. of this shit. I'm, not, I'm, I'm like, Owen, enough is enough. <laughs> I'm not taking it anymore. It's time for a change. It's time for a change. <laughs> That's an amazing story. Thank you for sharing. I've been lucky. I've never really had anything stolen. Well, you know how you had your hat going around the bus. Eventually you got it back, but you were, yeah. mad, you were pissed. You're like, come on, guys, give me my hat back. You didn't think right. you were going to get it back. Mm, yeah i don't know i'm trying to think if i'm like what if you didn't get it back <laughs> i oh i i that would have been tears streaming like wouldn't care and i would have gotten it back oh, okay yeah, you would have um, been ralphie beating up scott farkas yeah ralphie i don't think yeah this is now a christmas story podcast i don't mm-hmm. think any i've been lucky in that sense i'm sure stuff has had sure i've had stuff stolen before um yeah, you just didn't know yeah, I just it wasn't like crazy important enough about it. <laughs> Kids yeah. these days, man. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, you know, as a kid, you could relate to these stolen items. <laughs> yes. In WWF. So you understand. So you were all back to Razor and one IRS here. Yeah. So you were all for Razor. I'm assuming, like, yeah, Razor, kick his ass. He stole your cast. Well, I, I really gold. liked Razor. I did. Me too. Me too. And and watching this now. We know what happens is eventually Brett gets the championship, then it goes to Diesel. So I don't know why Razor never got. I don't either. And I was champion. I was thinking that too as I was watching this because I don't think he was as over. I mean, he was he was over with NWO, but on his own he wasn't. So I feel like Razor Ramon on his own was more over than Scott Hall. Okay, and I guess that makes I, sense. I think if anybody could have gotten the uh, if. Scott Hall could have gotten a, a title, like a world title. It would have been in this Razor Ramon gimmick. Yeah, but it, the, it never happened. I wish the it only did. thing The only thing I didn't like about this match was the chin lock that IRS had on Razor for too long. It seemed like it was on there for like five minutes. It was on there for like a minute and a half, yeah. two minutes, which is too long. But overall, the crowd was really into it. This was definitely when I started expecting this is going to be a dud. Yeah, I don't I mean, know what you, you for, thought, but it was good. No, I thought it was good. Uh, it, was, it was a good old Hasbro match. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, you know, I, li- I liked Razor. I liked his gimmick. I liked his whole, uh, on, what, what do you call those? Like uh, Oozing machismo? No, 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 where he's talking about, you know, time to collect and all his tax references. <laughs> oh, I see. I see, yeah. So, I mean, I liked how he worked all that stuff in and even the commentators or, or DiBiase was talking about, you know, collecting his. Well, DiBiase wasn't. JR and Monsignor oh, yeah, yeah, on the yeah. call. That's right, so. Maybe it was JR that said it. Maybe. Yeah, and then this has got a weird finish where there's a false finish of IRS winning the championship. Mm-hmm. I, IRS, briefly icy champion, because he cheats. As he soon cheats as I saw win. that, I'm like, I don't remember this. I don't remember him yep. being a champion. Yep, and but then right away, this gets overturned by another ref who mm-hmm. comes out and explains, no, no, he cheated. And then Razor eventually hits the Razor's Edge. One, two, three, big pop, Ramon, remains. Your yeah. IC champion. Good good stuff. Because yeah. Shawn Michaels actually interferes what happened because they were going yeah. on a feud where who's the real IC champion, which of course would culminate in the famous ladder match at WrestleMania 10 yep. that March. So and, there's lots of- and Michaels unfortunately left the smoking gun in the 
ring because there were two titles. Yeah. Hebner's like, hey, there's two titles here. Mm-hmm. He did. All right. And now we've got our next match, our third title match here tonight. All three titles on the line in this pay-per-view. Yokozuna versus uh, The Undertaker. What's this for? This is for the WWF Championship. I know as a kid, I was thinking there's no way Yoko is beating Undertaker in a casket match. There like, is no it, way. It, and even how he beats him doesn't make sense. Uh, I love all the recap stuff about how terrified Yokozuna looks. Oh, my God. Everything. I, I, He's so good. I so love good. Yokozuna. You know, I, I yeah. see his face, his eyes, his his fear and he's just like shaking and he, like he just it's like that f- fight or flight like he's, he's he's ready to run like he do, yeah he doesn't even want to fight this guy he just wants to get the hell out of there yeah and, and he, then Cornette's bitching about it because uh, uh-huh. he's a spokesperson saying they snuck this in the contract and mm-hmm. i don't know it just this yoko is so good and there's that funny story that undertaker tells when yoko first showed up and he was like, Vince, I want to work with that guy. He's like, don't worry, pal. I got someone for you. And he gives him Giant Gonzalez. Oh, <laughs> man. What a nine, bummer. This was good stuff. The match itself before all the shenanigans happens is pretty good. Yoko's flying around. He's still in good shape here for his mm-hmm. size. They do a lot of chair shots. And Vince specifically mentions that this kind of stuff normally would not happen. But because we're in a oh, casket match with no rules... It doesn't matter. We're able to get this stuff in. So that was kind of fun, too, and kind of different for 94, especially. Yeah. There's also a lot of fun uh, chair shots to the head, right? Those are kind of cringe still. Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> you're just not you're not feeling them? Well, I mean, at the time, I, I guess. I don't know if they really laid it in, though. I guess it doesn't matter. It, doesn't, it shouldn't be that much anyway. No, it shouldn't. Uh, the crowd was really into this matchup. At least I, I, I was too. Were you when you were watching this? You're like, okay, cool, because you yeah. kind of knew what happened, right? You you at least knew the story, or you remember. I remember the story, and I, I was thinking, like, is this the one where he like kind of floats up to the <laughs> yeah. up to the heavens? Because I remember seeing yeah. the recap of that. Although my memory is a little bit different, it, it looked more um, better production in my memory mm-hmm. than what I saw. <laughs> so I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, this isn't as good as I remembered. But anyway, it, it's what happened. But I I thought this was the one, so I had to watch till the end and. I just couldn't believe how many people had to come out and help Yokozuna. It was ridiculous. Every heel in the company basically is crushes like crushes like out there. And then Jeff Jarrett, like, why is Jeff Jarrett helping him? It doesn't make any sense. I don't know. Stupid headband. Master Fuji made him come out. He made he cut some deals apparently because he knew that. I forgot he was a heel. Yeah, like what's he doing? Like I don't know, man. They all beat the hell out of him. Eventually, Paul Bear gets beaten up too, and they take the iron away from him. And for a while. Undertaker's fighting off all these heels. Yes. And the crowd is into it, too. They were like, oh, sweet. You know, he's fighting it off. And, and he's all got that the power too. of the urn. He, and then eventually the urn falls out to some green smoke coming out. Mm. Must have been one of those smoke bombs, those big cat, black cat smoke bombs you get from 7-Eleven. Um, no, it's his power. So his power is smoke. And green, it's, green smoke, yeah. Okay. And it also can be like a big bright flashlight. That's true. That's but true. The, but this, I mean, it wasn't a flashlight, but that's my comparison. So this would be like a smoke bomb. But yeah. Eventually, they get Undertaker in the casket, and Bam Bam's fat ass goes on top of it. Hey. Sure he can't. I'm just teasing. How'd you like to that get, slide? Like that was, that was like quick it thinking. Is, it was. He got on there quick. He's like crawling real fast, like shuffling. Yeah, <laughs> jiggling on. And then as they're pushing him, as they're pushing the casket, uh-huh. yeah. All of a sudden, lights go out. We go on the Tron. Undertaker's in there, and this made sense be, only because. The commentary before and during the match put over almost comically so 
that there is a camera in the casket. So we can right. see what Yoko sees. There's a camera in the casket. So, okay, it makes sense why this will broadcast on the mm-hmm. Tron. It makes right. sense. Yeah. Undertaker says, I will never rest in peace, etc. Kind of goes to uh, a skeleton. It, I, thought it was, I thought it was a good uh, dialogue. It was. Black and white. He gets floated to the heavens, which as an adult, of course, it's silly and stupid now. But as a kid, I did not think it was that weird. It's a like spirit. It, was like, it, it's a spirit it made leaving. sense. Yeah, of course yeah, it like did. It's, it's Undertaker. He's We've all accepted that he's a zombie character, etc. Mm-hmm. So There's I something supernatural about this guy. Yes, we've we're all agreed. Like, okay, we understand that he's you know got extra powers and that Ern helps him. We are in on this, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's great to shit on it now. But at the time, we're in on it. I'm right? not going to shit on it. Me neither. We love it. <laughs> Find me somebody who shits on this. <laughs> yes. All right. And my, my dad. <laughs> yeah. And they push the uh, Paul Barons up pushing the casket back. This giant casket by the way that could fit Yokozuna in it. Yeah. Now, on the, I was watching originally the DVD of this, which came on the Royal Rumble box set from a while ago. And for some reason, on the DVD version, it doesn't show the commentators before the Rumble match. So I don't know if that was a Coliseum Video exclusive and they added it to the Peacock slash Network version or what, because my disc version is technically the live broadcast version. So I thought that was interesting. And also on the... Peacock version, Vince and DiBiase mention about Luger. Like, oh, I don't think Luger should be in the match, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So the Peacock <clears throat> version has the that, and the DVD version does not. So if you know... So what was the reason they didn't want Luger in the match? I don't know. He just, well, because the member... If you remember 93, his whole thing was he only gets one shot versus oh, yeah, Yokozuna. He, yeah, he got the chance. Yeah, exactly. So that's why he shouldn't be in the match. Gotcha. Any, anything stand out from these talking head rumbles for you? There's nothing... Really, uh, really cool this time. This isn't like your '92. No, thing or a I mean, 90. I just—I nope. thought it was cool that they did it, you know, because they don't really do that these days. But you know, mm-hmm. everybody kind of got their 10 to 20 seconds to say, you know, why they're going to do this. They blah, 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 why they're going to win. So I thought that was yeah. kind of fun, just to kind of get to the the fink in the ring and tell mm-hmm. us the rules. And number one, yes, and number one is Scott Scotty Steiner. Scotty Steiner and his all '90s all the time singlet. And That's he right. faces number two, Samu. Head, head shrinker Samu. Not exactly the fire to start out this match, no. right? So uh, at, when I saw this, I'm like, man, you know, because I just saw um, NXT 2.0, which was, what the hell is his name? I was going to say Rex Steiner, but it's not his Braun Breaker. Okay. So they made a reference. Oh, the dog face gremlin attitude. I'm like, oh, that's that's Rick's kid. And he's yeah. wearing this big, bright singlet like the Steiners used to do in the 90s. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I thought that was kind of cool. Then I see Rick, Scott's come out, come out in the same thing. I'm like, man, this is a Steiner night for me. <laughs> You're all in all. I all was. Steiner all the time. That's right. I'm like, why uh, don't they call him Steiner? Uh, and then number three, though, that comes out is Rick Steiner. And who's taking his sweet-ass time to get to the ring, getting his headgear on slowly? Meanwhile, Scott's almost eliminated. <laughs> You'd think he would hurry up. It's his brother. Yeah, he right. But he doesn't. Uh, next up after him is Quang. Who who, who remembers Quang? Uh, Was then, that oh, uh, Rikishi? Uh, let me double-check. No, he's Savio Vega. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Uh, Rikishi's in this later for Fought 2. He's in here later. Uh, next up is Owen Hart. I was surprised Owen was in so early at number five. You think he would have been mm-hmm. in later, and he got a big boo and and all that. 
Bart Gunn comes out next, and then finally Diesel comes out. And Diesel, this is his coming out party. This what, is a, when, what a wrecking machine. Yes, this was the start of the, oh, we're going to do multiple eliminations type thing. Mm-hmm. And that was really cool how they did it. He's, I believe he's got seven eliminations. He eliminated Scott Steiner, Quang, Owen Hart, Bart, Bart Gunn. Gunn. And, and then Bob ba- Backlund, Backlund, Billy Gunn, and Virgil. So yeah. good stuff for Big Daddy Cool there. Eventually, Diesel gets eliminated by Bam Bam Crush, Mabel, Bob Holly, and Shawn Michaels. So a lot mm-hmm. of guys eliminated him. Michaels was kind of the guy that snuck in there at the end. Right. But the rest of this this rumble is just a type of rumble where there's not a lot of big spots. There's not big moments. But it's just, oh, cool, this guy's here. Oh, it's oh look, it's Macho Man, or it's Jeff Jarrett, because Macho Man's the one that kind of slowed down Diesel's momentum. Yeah. And then here's here's Crush and all this stuff. That was pretty cool. Well, he's the first one to come in and go right back out. <laughs> so, yeah. So he kind of lasts a little bit longer. But, you know, after that whole Diesel spot and Macho Man coming in, you know, the rest of this was like, I mean, this is a pretty good mix of guys. You got Michaels, Doink, Valentine, Diesel, Bant, like I don't know, just 94 guys. Because yeah. I remember there was a, a Royal Rumble. I don't know if it was 95 where it was just like half of them were like, who's this guy? Who's this guy? Yeah, it was 97 was like that too because they had all the guys from Mexico. Yeah, I think that was 97 I'm thinking of where they had like the other uh, nature Mm -hmm. boy. (laughs) Buddy Rogers? No, not Buddy Rogers. uh, (laughs) Buddy Landell was another another, uh, nature boy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and another thing that was cool about this, Vince says at the beginning, he's like, normally we're two minutes in between entrance but because of time constraints jack tunney has decided it's 90 seconds and as a kid i was like yes the less time in between the better but as an adult mm-hmm. i want i want it to simmer i want that two minutes but yeah. the 90 seconds was 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 cool as a kid what do you think would you want longer in between or shorter longer i love the royal rumble i like to i like to see matches and fights i mean sometimes you get good you know friend versus friend foe versus foe i think there was um god who was it that mabel or mabel was the big guy right king mabel yeah. Yeah, Mabel was teaming up with another good guy, or teaming up with a bad guy. Well, right now, Mabel, Mabel's not King Mabel. He's been on a mission, Mabel. In this right, rumble. right, right. I'm just trying to think of what his name was, but it's Big Big Mabel was Viscera. Big Mabel. He's just Mabel. Yeah, so <laughs> so he he was a good guy, but then he, I think he was holding like another good guy, and then the, teaming up with a bad guy to beat up a good guy. I'm like, I'm like, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> That's awesome. The other thing that was awesome, not awesome, but not awesome, so Macho Man Randy Savage. Mm-hmm. Legend in the sport. Former WWF champion. Hall of Famer. One of the best of all time. His elimination, Crush just picks him up like a sack of potatoes and drops him out while Doink is coming out. So you barely see Macho Man get eliminated. Uh, So poor Macho Man. In what would be his last Royal Rumble, gets treated like that. What a shame. It is. Although he does go on. Macho whooped his ass at WrestleMania. Yeah, to have that nice crappy match. And now you get to have. Tied him up backstage upside down. (laughs) You'll get to see that uh, figure immortalized on the exclusive Back the Arena Macho Man. So you got the ultimate edition. Yes, sir. And a doink. Yeah, it's evil doink, though. It's not this doink. I don't care. He'll be good doink when I get him. Okay. (laughs) The first big pop of the night has got to be Lex Luger, who comes out to a pretty big ovation. And I know. Revisionist history, it's easy to say, oh, Luger wasn't over and Luger wasn't as good as Brett and all that, whatever. Hey, man, people like Lex Luger. I like Lex Luger. I was surprised he came out as everybody else was because earlier in the night he was getting his ass beat by the great Kabuki and Genru mm-hmm. Katao or <laughs> Tenru Katao, whatever his name was. Tenru? Yeah. Gen- Generiku Tenru? Whoever I'm saying it, it all wrong. But yeah, these two guys are beating him up backstage, leaving him for dead in the back. 
here he comes. You know, mm-hmm. half hour later, comes strutting, strutting his ass out. Strutting his ass out. And speaking of strutting, Mabel comes out. Bob Holly, Sparky Plug, as he's called at the time. Yep. Shawn Michaels, Moe, Greg Valentine, still in the WF, by the way, Tatanka, uh, Great Kabuki, Bastion. So this is another thing. So there's a point in the match, spot number 25. Three, two, one, zero. And, and no one walks out. And Vince is like, oh, that had to have been Bret Hart. That, that had to have been. You would have thought, you know, he was going to come. And mm-hmm. I was watching this live. I was like, oh, man, Brett's that not going to be in the that, Rumble. That was Brett. It was. Although, a couple spots later, who comes out but Brett the Hitman Hart comes limping out. And what very a heroic it was. It was quite <laughs> Before Brett, Rick Martell, who's still there. <laughs> Good for the model, Rick Martell. Yeah. Uh, but Brett Hart comes out. But a couple notes I have about this. All right. So, at number 30 is Adam Bomb. By mm. the time Adam Bomb comes out at 30, there's still... 13 guys in the ring like what do we do why is there so many people in the ring what and why is mo still in there he's been in there so long this rumble did go longer than i thought it would yeah i mean granted at the end they do really kind of speed up the everybody out pretty quick yeah and then the final four is kind of weird you've got brett and sean and lex and fatu from that drink (laughs) it's like that's okay that's okay yeah, I did love the both guys and both the heels run in the corner, opposite corners. Mm-hmm. They both get back, body dropped over the top rope. That was a good pop and a good yeah. moment for me to yeah. see. Hey, Michael Michaels took a big one off that. <laughs> I don't think he, he had, had anything before going over the top rope all the way past the post and hit the ground. Yeah, and then there's some guy in the front row points at Michaels. Yeah, like, yeah, eat shit, Shawn Michaels. <laughs> <laughs> did he really say that? I don't know. I, I would have. Oh, man. And, uh, and then Brett, <laughs> there's Brett and Lex Luger start going, you know, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens style, just start punching each other in the middle mm-hmm. of the ring. Hockey fight. I wish this kind of went longer because then what ends up happening is they both tumble over the top rope land at the same time and the crowd doesn't mm. pop the crowd just like oh because i think they thought that meant th- there was no winner yeah because this has never happened before and i'm watching this thinking like what the hell's gonna happen here and uh, i remember I, seeing the replays and even afterwards it was still like a debate like who won even to this day it's probably a debate somewhere yeah. in america or in the world like who really won this one in my yeah. mind i thought luger's legs were longer and he would have touched the floor first mm-hmm and then Brett would have won. Lex Luger gives credit to Bret Hart for sure. He tells him, like, look, this is all you, that you, you're you the one that did it. I think he said it like shoot interviews, like, this is all Brett. He held us both, so we fell at the same time. And what I, I liked thought it was there awesome. Were, there was no camera to, to catch it. Like, there was all these, like, obstructed view cameras where it was. That's what made it cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what did you think? Did Who did you want to win? Like, I guess when you were more of a Brett fan or a Luger fan as a kid. I was more of a time. Brett fan. So you would have wanted Brett to win? Of course. That's why I just said Luger's feet touch because his legs are longer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just trying to think if Brett or if Luger said anything about this in his book. He talks about WrestleMania 10. No, then he talks about jumping to WCW. So yeah, but but, but I love book. how Morella and Hebner just... Yes, just they like, are no, arguing. He's the winner. And then Hebner's well, like, raises hearts on, no, he's the winner. <laughs> well, the first the first thing they said, the winner of Fink is the, the 1994 Royal Rumble. Play Luger's music. Luger's yep. pumped. Brett's pissed. Bum, the crowd bum, pops bum, for Luger. Bum, 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 bum. And, then his, and then 
Hebner's saying, no, Bret Hart. He's mouthing really loud. Bret Hart to Finkel. Finkel's, oh, okay, okay. So the winner of the Rumble. And then they play, dun, 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 dun. And yeah. Bret's like, hell yeah, hell yeah. Like claps his fist. Luger's like, what the hell, man? I thought I won. Yeah. And then eventually Jack Tunney comes out, kind of tells both of them, and then he tells Finkel the announcement. So Finkel says, the winner of the 9th Gen 4 Royal Rumble is... And then he's like, stops, goes to Tunney. Are you sure? Are you sure this is Mm -hmm. what you want? And everybody's just bated breath. They're like, come on. Even Brett is yelling at Finkel. He goes, spit it out. He's screaming at him. And then eventually he says, both Lex Luger and Bret Hart, the crowd's okay. They're not too happy with this, but I think... I was definitely intrigued as kid. Like, what does this mean? Yeah. What's going to happen? So as Cause, much cause as the winner got a, a, a title shot at the exactly at, uh, WrestleMania. Exactly, and this definitely may be like, like, well, shit, I got to watch Raw and see what's going to happen. I got to watch Superstars. We got to see what the hell's going to go on. I think and if this course, happened today, this would just turn into a triple threat match. Yes, for sure, for sure. Or they would re- they would do what they did when Cena and Batista both fell over, and they'll just restart it. Although- speaking, of, speaking of that, so two two nights ago, I was watching. You know how I like my TikTok now. So there's this uh, couple. Cu- the the algorithm is like kind of set up for me. So the more wrestling stuff I watch, the more it shows me. So I'm seeing more wrestling stuff on there. And this one kid is kind of going through history, trying to teach people, which you know, good for him because there's people that you know don't know you know, not as old as us and, and still want to know like the history of, the, of wrestling. So one of the wrestling things that we're talking about was the Royal Rumble where, you know, Batista and John Cena both fall out and <laughs> here comes Vince McMahon roar, coming out there and he busts yeah. both his quads coming in. I'm like, man, that was such a good one. <laughs> yes. That was hilarious. So this, that doesn't happen here. Jack Tony does not tear both his quads because he slowly walks to the yeah. ring. He's an old gentleman. He's an amazing, an old man, gentleman. Mm-hmm. And he lets them know what's going on. And, of course, we know what happens with this. There's a coin toss, and then Brett ends up winning the championship at WrestleMania 10. Luger kind of is never really the same as far as a star after WrestleMania 10 for losing the Yoko. So yeah. nothing really happens for Lex as he goes WCW, has a really great second half of his career, and then he is where he is now. But yeah, they what had, did you think? Had... Go ahead. Oh, man, just lightning in a bottle with him. He had that one year that you know he, he would have been champion. Mm-hmm. And it just reminds me of like so many people that have like at their peak, you know, they could have had something, but then they fell off and then it was too late for them to really do anything. And even like current stars, I think of like Rusev when that whole Rusev yeah. day when it first started, that's when they should have just pushed him to the moon. Mm-hmm. Um, even Braun Strowman when he was kind of yep. just taking, oh, I remember o- that. taking I over Roman. Braun Strowman. So did yeah. I. Beating up Roman, throw, throwing him the ambulance, tipping that shit over. Just like everything was brawn. Like that that fall and winter, and then mm-hmm. it just passed, and they gave it to him a year and a half later. It was like, womp, womp, who cares? Well, at the plus side, Luger ended up being a pretty big player in the Monday Night Wars because he was the first major guy to jump ship, was on that's, the first Nitro. That, that's true. He had his big match where he won the title from Hogan and Nitro in 96, mm-hmm. and that, good, good for Luger. He joined the Wolfpack, all that stuff, but... The total package is a favorite of mine, as most people know, but Brett is too. And I was, I've talked about this, I think we talked about it before, where I was pissed that we did not get Lex versus Brett in the main event of WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. That to me would have been money. But we get Brett versus Yokel. He wins the championship, has a run for about a year. Then they say, ah, sorry, pal, we're giving it to Lex Luke or to, to, to Diesel because he eliminated mm-hmm. some guys in the Rumble. <laughs> right. All right. This is a rose-colored nostalgia show for me, all this stuff. So for me, this is an A show. 
What's your letter? What are you going to give it? I can't really think of anything that was wrong with it. Um, the mm-hmm. rumble wasn't as great as other ones that I've seen, but I mean, it was still good. It's not as crappy as that 97 one, but no, um, or the 95 one for that matter. Yeah. Maybe 95 too, but I'm going to give it an A. I mean, everything was, that. was guys that I remember watching like in the early nineties and IRS Tatanka D I mean, all these guys, the Steiner brothers, Owen, all this yeah. stuff was just awesome. I like how your first reference is IRS and Tatanka for guys you watched. In the well, <laughs> well, I was going through my notes, like from top to bottom, looking at the matches as I was going. All right. Oh, of it course, Yokozuna. Yeah, oh, I, sure. I think I appreciate him now, more now. And there's yeah. guys like that. The older I get and older wrestling fans get, they look back. And they're like, oh, man, I really like that guy. This guy did this. That guy did that. But at the time, you're like, yeah, he sucks. Well, but, but as I a like kid, too, you're trained to hate bad guys. Yeah. And my buddy texted me today, actually. So my buddy who came, he's just starting to watch AEW and he's trying to catch up on everything. And he texted me and he wasn't watching NXT ever for the past few years. He's like, this Adam Cole saying Bebe is already annoying. I go, well, it's kind of supposed to be. Like people made it cool because he's such a good wrestler. So mm-hmm. he's kind of doing his job. But anyway, yeah, great show. I recommend people go check this out and people watch it, especially if it's been a while. If you've got a nice, maybe if there's like a rainy October day coming up, go ahead and pop in. Or rainy Our September favorite. day. Or whatever. I mean, maybe. There's no <laughs> rain around here. It's going to be 95 degrees this weekend again, which is ridiculous. Well, we Thank still you. got, what, 20 days left? Something like that. 18. Uh, yeah, I got to start 18. my Halloween watching scary movies season soon. I think right before the weekend, the last weekend of September, I'll start watching them all. So I got a bunch to watch. We'll do you, do you watch a lot of the B ones? Like, no. Like Goldberg's, uh, like Santa Slay. Do you watch those? No. Uh, I watch the classics. I'll watch Halloween. I'll watch Scream. I'll watch uh, Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead. I kind of watch some of the classics. And there's like some of the new classics. Like last year. Well, Happy Death Day is pretty good. And then the other one, Freaky, that came out last year during the pandemic with Vince Vaughn is really good. It's kind of... Oh, okay. I haven't seen it. Oh, definitely. I'm sure it'll be streaming somewhere or wherever, but it's totally under the radar. Scary, great, fun movie. It's mm-hmm. great, like, slasher movie. It's really, really good. So check that out. Check out Freaky this Halloween season. And then check out some Halloween Havocs as well. All right. What, what, Anything uh, else before we uh, wrap up? What do you got? I don't think so. I was going to ask you, like, what like, hidden gem do you have for Halloween, movie-wise? Freaky. Oh, that's the one. Okay. Yeah. Also, also, Happy Death Day is very good as well. Gotcha. All right. Happy Death Day is free, especially because I don't think Happy Death Day is rated R. Freaky. Oh, also, the movie Trick or Treat. Not Trick or Treat with Kiss, but Trick or Treat. Also, it's kind of gained a cult following now. Sam? It's even... Yeah, so a bunch of people have seen it. Have you seen Trick or Treat? No. It's very good. I'll, I, I'll let you borrow it. I have it, so oh, check okay. that out. It's, it's really, really good. It's like an anthology story type movie. It's really, really good. Check that out. Okay, cool. I'm not a huge scary movie fan, but I've become more of them as an adult. Uh, I love Halloween. I love Halloween time. I love all the Halloween stuff. I love Halloween junk food, all that things. I hate haunted houses, though. Always have. Oh, hate man. That's- hate it, it all stems from when I was a kid with my mom. She took yeah. me to like this haunted house like barn. Mm-hmm. And the very first thing we walk in, there's like this vampire jumped out and screamed at me. I just like, <laughs> nope. Started crying. Like from then on, I hate haunted houses. Just yeah, there's this one out here. It's uh, State Statesville Haunted Prison. Yeah, it's not the one you have to wait like four hours to get into. 
kind of, but it, yeah. probably, but the one that I went to is probably like a half hour wait. So you wait in, you kind of get put into this big cage, like a cell. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you're ready or ready, when they're ready for you, they open the cage, they say five and they pull five out and they just kind of go in that order. But you're in, yeah. li- you're in line anyway, you know your order. Uh, but I remember I was waiting in line and this one guy, I was with uh, my friend, his wife, and at the time, my wife, um, my ex-wife, but we were, all four of us were there. We were all talking to this guy, he, this creepy guy comes up. He's like, just all t- t- tilting his head back and forth. He's just creepy mm-hmm. looking. He walks up and he's like having the staring constant. It's just staring. And mm-hmm. I'm staring right back at him. So we're staring and like nobody, none of my friends are watching this. And I'm just so, so excited because I'm winning the staring contest. Yeah. <laughs> and finally this just freaky, creepy guy just blinks. I'm like, ah, oh, you lost. I turn. I'm like, nobody's watching this. I'm like, yeah, come on. <laughs> like I just beat this creepy guy. I should, I, I should, I should work here. <laughs> I thought you were going to say he just screamed in your face. No, I remember. Uh, our high school used to do haunted high where they were like the high school students would do like the whole high school, like a haunted house for the community mm-hmm. and stuff. Oh, that's cool. And we would go because we knew the people in it. And there was one thing my buddy would do. Like he would go to our friends and like scream as loud as he could in their face. Like, cause he wouldn't like the actors and like the show. Yeah. So he did that to one of our friends. And as we're walking later, our friends came back and like, he was in some type of like fake guts, table set up mm-hmm. which yeah. is just like basically pudding and you know rice and whatever so he grabbed a handful of it ran to my friend and smashed it all over his face <laughs> oh, and it was pitch black and it, like I, I knew it was him so it was just a great back and forth like prank thing we did so it was, yeah. it was fun stuff uh yeah that's gonna i think wrap it up for this week rumble talk scary movie halloween talk lots of fun stuff speaking of lots of fun stuff Make sure you check out our podcast buddies and the fun shows they do. Our friends Scott and Jeff at the Fully Pulsable Wrestling Figure Podcast. They do a show every week. So go follow them for fun, nostalgia, wrestling talk, as well as current wrestling figure talk. It's good stuff over there. Check out our friends the Breaker and Bane Power Hour, as well as Breaker's side project. You know it's fake, right? I believe him and I are going to be doing a show together soon, which should be out in the next couple weeks. So keep an eye out for that. Check out our friends Eric and Barry at the Doing the Favor Podcast. They've got sports. They've got wrestling. They've got merch. And they've got wrestling figures, all the good stuff. And our friends over at the Our Vantage Point or a retro wrestling podcast, one of my favorite podcasts out there today. Check them out. Support them on Patreon if you can. Just just a great show. Kind of inspiration to me sometimes for some of the reviews I do. So check out Our Vantage Point. And then also check out our friend Justin Summers, the Wrestling Cheers podcast. There's a lot of AIW wrestling coverage, indie wrestling stuff. And then check out our friend Lee from the Raw is Nitro podcast. Now these are a lot of shows, guys, but these are ones I do listen to. So I recommend them. Check out the Raw's Nitro podcast. And then check out our friends over the Apron Bump podcast, the hardest part of the ring. Finally, Daniel Spencer and friends at the Ringside podcast. Oof. That's a lot of, a lot of shout-outs. Take, take a breath. But go check those guys out and check those guys and girls out. Fun stuff. Eric, anything else? No, that's it. I'm glad you are able to meet up tonight. Yeah, me too. I mean, I had the show. It was good. Got uh, some baseball going on. And also, uh, maybe this time next week I'll be a champion because my hockey team won our semifinal game. We've got the championship game Friday night. Get a trophy? plaques there, we don't there's a trophy we don't get a trophy we get like a they give you like a sweatshirt or something but we won a couple years ago we're going for it again so well, good check, luck give us give us all the good vibes and we'll get the get the win i'll keep you guys posted if not either way afterwards there'll be beer so good stuff <laughs> and also guys you can follow us on twitter at ppw follow ppw follow ppw podcast instagram ppw underscore podcast if you like the show Share it with a friend and let us know what you guys want to hear. And we will try to accommodate Eric. Thanks for joining 
and co-hosting as always. You got it, dude. Everyone, thanks for listening. We will see you next week.